and a mouse keep running, running, and 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 running, Hello and welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 39. I'm here with Aaron, and Brandon must have passed out. He told me that he was going to read the Fantastic Four issue. That was the last thing he had to read, and I haven't heard from him in two and a half hours. So I believe he passed out, so it's going to be me and Aaron, and possibly a dog. Barking it up, yes. Of course, right right when we start. Right when we start, the neighbors. Yeah. So we are going to start. And and it's funny, too, with this, we have probably the last time that we'll be talking about every book that came out because the four came out today. And we're going to have all four of these on the podcast. Now, with that, DC didn't have any books this week. So uh, I had a lot of time to read these, read them a couple times. And I think that this was, in general, a decent week. You know, four books. I didn't hate any of these. I don't know no, about you, Aaron. No, I, but I, I thought it was a pretty good week for yeah. how short of amount of books we have. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to start with the Fantastic Four, and it's a big issue. It's the wedding issue, and it's funny that you had read today the wedding special. And you yeah. were in the Slack chat and said, like, oh, man, I hate this wedding special. I thought you meant this issue. And no. I was like, really? I really liked it. I thought uh, it was pretty good. And I said, you know. Gail Simone, she was killing me. Yeah, I didn't read the special. So, And you even said there was one of the, the stories in that that might come back, which kind of is referenced a little in this one as yes, well. Yes, it is. Yeah, so I, it, it's okay. I'm not going to read that special. You told me that it wasn't that great, and I'm happy that this book here the fantastic four number five or yeah number five uh at least had the wedding and i'll give you the background here on the the recap page a brilliant scientist his best friend the woman he loves and her fiery tempered kid brother together they brave the unknown terrors of outer space and were changed by cosmic rays into something more than merely human and now that the fantastic four are reunited the world will never be the same again with the baxter building occupied the ff have taken up residence in ben's apartment building at four yancey street but they won't have much time to settle in because Ben and Alicia's wedding is just around the corner. Can Marvel's first family make it through the ceremony without any superpowered shenanigans this time? Read on and find out true believers. And there is a bunch of artists on here. It's written by Dan Slott. You have a couple sections. First one, four minute warning with Aaron Cooter on art. Uh, I'll just go by the main artist. Changing pa- Change Partners has Michael Allred on art. And then Guys Night Out has Adam Hughes on art and the thing that i liked about this is dan slot obviously had a little bit of a sense of humor going uh, with this with making it seem like the quote-unquote shenanigans were gonna stop the wedding and with the whole wedding you know with kitty pride and colossus also batman and catwoman all this stuff they they've been pushing in all the ads at the back of books everything saying listen guys we promise 
We are having a wedding. And so when I was reading this, I didn't think that they weren't going to do it. But I actually had some fun with the idea by the end of all these things going wrong, everything leading to them not having the wedding, and then them having it anyway. So I actually really like that. Now, there is a large section of this book that if you are a Fantastic Four fan, it's going to be a lot of recap. I mean, it's pretty much recap of the first issue of Fantastic Four, going back even to show you Alicia and Ben meeting and things like that. But I liked it. I actually didn't mind that leading up to the wedding. Yeah, it, it is a little filler. I don't know if you agree. Uh, well, but it, it is a little bit. And, I, and it's also it, it brings to light this weird trend that I've been seeing lately. Whenever like a big name writer gets on a book, yeah. it seems like they need – Either uh, a mini series like Man of Steel with Bendis, yeah. or at least five issues or so before they finally are able to pull together a cohesive story that feels like the team that they're working yeah. uh, on. Now, you, know what I mean? you think, and I, you are going with the idea that you think that this is the first issue that really feels like a Fantastic Four book. Is that what this you're, is exactly that's what, what I'm I thought saying. too? When I was reading it, I actually felt to like I actually had a smile on my face and thought, you know what? This is the Fantastic Four book that we've been waiting for since the beginning, and it's a weird thing that had to happen to get there and i don't know if for some reason this date was what they pegged this for you know this day after christmas release date that they thought hey not a lot of books are coming out let's do this wedding issue then because now after that this issue it feels like everything else before this was just you know, treading water to get to this. So that, just finishing up storylines, yeah. tying everybody into the main universe yeah. again yeah. and and getting the status quo yeah. going. And now that it's gone, I actually am pretty confident that this book is going to be what we wanted from the beginning. And I've been wanting the, to like the Fantastic Four. And it it's just funny you said that because I thought the same exact thing. I, I just hope they haven't turned off a bunch of readers already. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. f- for five issues plus the, the wedding special, yeah. you're sitting at like $25. Yeah, it is. It is a lot. Now, hopefully – People want the wedding enough and they, you know, they, even people who hadn't been reading it kind of, you know, go back or maybe they heard it wasn't that and, great. And then it being it, such a, a, a lax week with books, yeah. there, maybe the, that boost. The, the I really is do this hope. is eight bucks. So hopefully yeah. that doesn't turn people off. And if you haven't but DC read it. didn't have any books out this yeah, week. So yeah. maybe you exactly. <laughs> and if you haven't read it, I, I say, uh, I give this a full recommendation. Oh, and full. so you sure. have these couple stories. The first one pretty much is the idea well they're they're moving into Yancey Street and they have kind of a Doctor Who type thing, which I thought was pretty funny because they're they're not gonna be able to fit everything into the building. And as they go in, you see that Reed has pretty much, you know, went and and with his daughter, they've made it so that it's a extra dimensions inside of the building. Yeah. So it's kind of like the TARDIS and Doctor it's Who. De- definitely like the TARDIS. Yeah, for and sure. they even mention it's like it's bigger on the inside than the outside. <laughs> it made me laugh. I actually thought they were even going to reference Doctor Who uh, because how much it was like that. But with that, that was fun. And throughout this whole issue, you have the idea that, or not even just the idea, you have the reality that Reed is too busy working on things to to participate in anything to do with the wedding. Leading up till the end where you actually think he's not going to show. But while this is going on, 
you have Ben who knows that he's going to have to go dancing uh, for his wedding night, you know, at the ceremony. And he hasn't really done any dancing as the thing. And he's worried about, you know, that he might not have his dance moves still. And And you do get this thing where I like it because, number one, it goes back a little flashback before what happened in the first issue of Fantastic Four. And I'm talking original first issue. Yeah. And it, it does do a good job also to remind you he was a handsome devil. And he was a ladies' man. So the yeah. whole idea of him becoming the thing really did mess him. And throughout this whole deal, because you end up where they're going to go to the dance studio. You have Sue go off. And I like it, too. She shows up. And everybody there is already on crutches with broken feet. Because and, and these the, are the girls that are in the the uh, bachelorette the, party yeah, too, yeah, also yeah, for yeah. the wedding special. And they're so. all they're all hurt because a thing has stepped on all their toes, so they're all broken and they're hurting. And she starts dancing, and you know she's using her deal with her powers to not get her feet hurt, shielding her feet. Yeah, yeah. So you go back then, and she's like, "Oh, you know, I remember you before." You were the thing, and boy, you you were a ladies' man. You used to dance all the time. And you go back and go through a whole deal where Reed, again, was too busy. He he was working on the basically the calculations that would lead them into space and their big troubles there. And this is where that all-red art changes, which is just fantastic. Yeah, it because is. Because he does great, like like early 60s, oh, I 70s love it. art. Yeah, it's so good. And it ends up showing you almost like a director's cut of what happened the day uh, before and of them going into space because they'd sue and Ben went out dancing and you know, they're dancing it up and they're having some fun. And then they go into space because Reed's like, listen, I figured this out. We're heading out. And if you read that first issue, you know that Ben said, listen, no, we, we don't know the, the cosmic the rays of comics yeah, that they're going to end up messing us up. And they do, you get that whole deal. And, but it does show that Sue actually, is very upset about all this because of the fact that, you know, Ben ended up kind of getting screwed the most. And she also, feels guilty. Yeah, she does feel guilty. And also the idea that she named him the thing, yeah. and that kind of has hurt her as well. Uh, but yeah, you, you got all this going on. Named him the thing and called him a little punk for not wanting to go into space and, you know. Yeah. Being, being scared. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And, and then with that, that you see her, uh, Ben getting introduced to Alicia as the thing. And you go through all that. And it's a very good recap for people who don't know, but also giving you a little angle of it where you see how much Sue loves Ben and how much she feels bad for him and things like that. Definitely gives you the family feels. Yeah, it does. And I, I really, really liked it. And then you go from there. And you have the next story, which basically is Reed is too busy to throw the bachelor party. And so Johnny's going to do it. And this is my favorite part because I think Johnny's just great. He's he's trying to get this, you know, big bachelor party going. There's tons of superheroes involved, which the the one thing, too, is Ben doesn't want any superheroes at the wedding because he thinks that superheroes lead to shenanigans. And during this whole, you know, bachelor party... Lots of shenanigans. Lots of shenanigans yeah. going on. Uh, ben gets to, and it's like a trip down memory lane as well. Ben gets to be a wrestler. You have Spider-Man there. You have Thor giving stuff. And I liked it, except for Johnny hired the Secret Society, or Serpent Society. The Serpent Society. Yeah, to the jump out of the cake. Serpent Society, because yeah. last I saw, I, they, were, they were mainly men, so... Yeah. 
this I, is, I, I don't know where I missed that one. Yeah, but. this is the females jumping out of the cake. Everybody starts fighting, and you have, you know, a who's who going on. Now, through this, Johnny's getting upset, and he's trying to pick up a lot of women. He's doing his due diligence because by the end of this, you get what I think is one of the better scenes where you have him and Ben just sitting there. Now, in the meantime, you also have a little of the bachelorette party. You have a little strip poker going on with yep. the guys and Thundra and all those. So it's it, definitely a full issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so they, they end up, though, with Ben and Johnny sitting there. And you have Johnny say, you know what, Ben, the, the, the bad thing is you're going to get married and – I, I'm just this bachelor guy. I'm, I'm getting older. I want to, you know, I want to find a woman like that and I want to do it. And, and Ben just says, listen, you're going to find somebody when you do just go right for and whatever. But it, it's a good moment because they're like, Hey, what was your favorite part of the bachelor party? You know, and, and Ben says this part, this is the best. Me and you talking calls him a brother and all that and it, it had or the maybe feels. when you got punched in the face <laughs> yes yes that too but yeah and then you go you end up where they end up going to arizona because they're gonna have uh the the Wedding ceremony there. with aunt petunia there you get the idea she's probably a little too old to fly at this point or whatever but they want to have it there y- you get a little thing with throughout this franklin has changed the color of his hair he is now you know shown <laughs> that it's kind of a funny deal uh, yeah, sue storm makes him invisible because he's made himself ugly yeah yeah yeah. and and throw you're waiting through all of this and reed is still not there reed told me catch up well he did he ended up catching up in the fantastic car you know flying by them so everybody's there they're going to have the wedding everything looks great and then all of a sudden dr doom is pretty much broadcasting himself for the whole entire world projecting himself across the ionosphere yeah yeah, because galactus has returned to earth now this is where you're like oh god here we go you know if there's gonna be and i like the way dan slot has done this this isn't just a Hey, uh, Ben can't be happy like a Batman or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Alicia getting cold feet. You know, yep. this is the destruction of the world. Galactus has arrived on Earth. So you're like, oh, my God. But it ends up that Reed saves the day by actually making it so there's a temporal displacement type thing that gives them a chronal displacement. Yep, chronal That gives them four minutes so that they can have the wedding. And they do. They get married. They kiss, and then they go off to save the world, go off to, you know, fight Doom and and Galactus. Galactus. Yeah, and yep. I, I really thought that was a funny way to end it. It kind of made the wedding itself kind of – and with that, this whole issue goes, and it's 60-some pages. Uh, the wedding itself was a little bit of the anticlimactic type. It just happens at the end, but I liked it. I liked that we're going to have it. I don't know about you. The the whole idea of of thing and Alicia getting married. I mean, it's it's nice. It's not the biggest thing in the world. You know what I mean? It's, no, it's, it's not the biggest thing in the world, but it, it's definitely a, a very good focal point to bring the family aspect, yeah, yeah. Uh, cohesively back and, into yeah. the the Marvel universe. And, and, and I, I really liked it. Oh, a lot I liked too. it too. I'm just saying, this isn't Batman getting married, no, but no, it's no. still big. 
And I just, it's just that by the end, it's very quick for the ceremony, but it's quick because it has to be because they have to go yeah. fight. And it kind of sets up the idea of almost like in, uh, at DC with Lois and Clark with that whole yeah. idea where Lois is like, we don't have the same sort of, uh, you know, relationship as, as some people and things like that and whatnot. It, it's a little, you know, it's like that because they end up kissing and have to go off and fight Galactus. So you have all that. But I, I liked it. And the art throughout, I mean, I don't think there's a down bit of art no, in this whole there issue. there isn't a single down nope. bit of art. This is one of those few issues that I would actually advocate it being worth the $8 yeah, price yeah. point. I think so, I mean, too. You get you get a letters page that takes up a couple pages. But, I mean, it's, it's like 62 pages-ish, 60 pages. Yep. And – all three of the arts complement each other. I didn't dislike what Thing looked like at all, and no. that's a first for me. No, it, he looked uh, great since since they they they've gotten back as a Fantastic Four. That is that Galactus yeah. splash page with at Latveria with Doom sitting there. I mean, the prospects of Doom being involved next issue. Yep, and Galactus, of course. You know, I mean, yeah. it, this definitely is kind of like. Uh, shake your fist finally kind of moment coming yeah. from Dan Slott on this series because I mean I really have not been uh in, in favor of the last four issues five no, I issues, haven't either if you include um there is a little touching point of uh the wedding special that I was referring to with Dan Slott because uh, Alicia Masters talks about how she prefers to work with Clay and if you know your fantastic lore she is the, the Pupper Master's daughter, and in that wedding special, spoilers, she uh, manipulates the Puppet Master into giving Thing his permission to marry yeah. Alicia. Yep. Yeah. So she's able to manipulate Clay like the Puppet Master if she has the Clay, too. Yeah, so, the I mean, radioactive so Clay. So there might there might be an aspect of that coming on later is what I was mentioning to you on yep. Slack chat. Yeah, and, and with this uh, – with the background, with the Mike Aldred part, you, you do get a pretty good background then of the whole idea that she was the stepdaughter of the puppet. I like that her last name's Masters because of the puppet master. I, yeah. <laughs> it makes me laugh. But he, like you said about the thing, I even like the idea that when you, when Mike Aldred is drawing the original scenes again, where you see mm -hmm. the, the, he draws it, kind of that crappy way that it was first drawn. I hate to say that so that people get mad at me, but it does look like the original thing who just looked like he was like changing shapes. With the, and, the bouffant hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. I, I, do, I do enjoy that because he even spe spends a particular uh, detail on the clothing because, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's got that 70s retro yeah. kind of clothing to it, but it all, it all looks like new and in same, yeah. in same oh, way. I loved it. Too. And, I mean, and it, yeah. It, I, I'm a huge fan of Mike Allred's art, yep. but uh, I, 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 know, I could probably talk days about yeah. it. I, I just but, think uh, that with that, a lot of times in an issue like this where you have art changes, you end up like, oh, man, I, I wish that yeah. this guy did it all. And you could take your pick with, with no, all these. It, they all look so good. It really does fit the story really yep. well. It really does. Just, Yep. So yeah, I'm giving it a nine. I, I could even be talked into going a little higher. I'm only going to go a little bit down to a nine. And I mean, down to a nine. That's crazy. But, uh, because yeah. of the recap of that first part and, you know, it's eight bucks, but still anybody who has any interest in this book, if you have fallen off it by now, whatever, this is the best issue. And one of the best issues, I think, of Fresh Start at Marvel in general. I, I really, really like it. Uh, what would you give it? 
this is like one of the hardest issues for me to judge this week, just because I almost want to hold it against it that it's taken this long. I know. For or to you get, can to get... you can be positive that they're finally <laughs> there. It's, the, it's... the other problem is the other. There's another book that we're going to talk about later that I want to put more positive. On oh my! So <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go um, eight five. Okay, just just because. I need one more issue before I can really say this book is really going to be influencing the my buying selection yeah, yeah. for well, the future. That's cool. Uh, before we move on to the next book, we actually have Brandon has woken up. He he did pass <laughs> out. He's woken up, so we're going to grab him, and then uh, we'll even ask him what his score is quick with that and then move on. All right, and Brandon is here, but Brandon didn't read. Fantastic Four, you you stinker! Hey, yeah. yeah, probably that. Well, easily the best I had Fantastic to be Four to issue. My own wedding, so I mean, you know. Yeah, really. <laughs> that was where I thought you were going to give the perspective of a newlywed. I, how is the honeymoon over yet? Uh, I've heard, I've it's, seen it's some over. of your tweets, and uh, I think the honeymoon's been over for a while. <laughs> Usually, when you lose your wedding ring, that means that the honeymoon yeah, is it over. Was, it was, yeah, it was over. I don't know, two weeks after All you know, right. that whole. Whole fiasco. Mine was done on the way home. Yeah. (laughs) I was driving home from the wedding and ours was over. I was already getting yelled at. I I ended up getting yelled at on my wedding day so much that it was ridiculous. And I I really, I, we got in like three fights. It was the worst. I forgot my wedding ring, uh, the wedding rings in the car and didn't realize it till we're up on stage and the pastor's asking for the wedding rings. Yes. And I looked up like, I don't have them. Well, I'll, I'll, <laughs> and I, I thought I was I would kidding. Those I didn't. I didn't even get yelled at for it though, because it was funny. <laughs> yeah, we we just went to the justice of the peace, and then we got <laughs> out of there. And yeah, I'm sure that person was sitting there like, yeah, this isn't gonna work, because we were yelling at each other. There were there was some problems. My we, wife said she's never seen someone have sweat just beat up on their yeah, lip that yeah. quickly in their nice. whole life. <laughs> nice. But, uh, Brandon, I suggest you read The Fantastic Four. I gave it a 9. Oh, I gave it, it a well, 9 really. out of 10. It's I gave my, it an 8.5. And uh, Aaron beat me to the punch saying that this definitely was the first issue of Dan Slots that actually feels like a real Fantastic Four issue. And uh, So uh, we have hopes going forward. But speaking of hopes... I don't know why I said that, because the next book is (laughs) Superior Spider-Man number one. And we have a couple number ones uh, tonight. This being the first one, I will give you the recap page. Dr. Otto Octavius, known for many years as Dr. Octopus. Octavius had a life-altering experience when he swapped minds with his sworn enemy, Spider-Man. By taking on Spider-Man's mission, Octavius also absorbed his sense of responsibility. He dedicated himself to selfless acts on behalf of innocence, but his sense of superiority made Otto a different kind of hero. After heroically giving up Spider-Man's body to save the woman he loves and taking a new body in the alias Elliot Tolliver, Otto has begun a new life, a professor at Horizon University by day and vigilante by night. Otto, with the prior or the paid help of the night shift, a team of supervillains protects the city of San Francisco as the superior Spider-Man. It's written by Christos Gage, pencils by Mike Hawthorne, art or inks by Wade Von Grau Badger, colorist is Jordi Belair, and letters V Seeks Clayton Cowles. And it is a number one, and there is some recap here. And uh, which is good for me because you spelled out, Double uh, A Run, that this goes from a previous issue. Is this the one you were talking about, or was it the? 
Well, uh, it, it it goes really seamlessly with the one shot that came out earlier a couple months ago with, of Superior yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah. That they and did. It's a which, random Spider-Geddon thing that didn't have much to do with Spider-Geddon. Yeah, which I did. And they, barely, they barely mentioned that Spider-Geddon in this yeah, season. Yeah, well, now I mean, I'm they mad just, that they I chalk, didn't read They it. chalk it up to he's growing from his lessons that he learned yeah. in Spider-Geddon, and he's trying to make himself a better man because of it. No, Other than cool. that, you really didn't need to read Spider-Geddon. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and with that, I wish I would have read that one shot but uh with that though (laughs) i still understand what's going on i think they did the only thing that i kind of was a little bit out of place in my mind that i didn't know and it's just my fault is the idea of the night shift when they showed up i thought that was was my best part from that that one so that that i I figured i I figured that you're saying that 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 would have been spelled out so i Mm -hmm. but again I, I got right into it. I was reading it. I actually was reading it on my computer. So I looked up, you know, Night Shift. I looked up the characters, Digger and whatnot. And I was like, okay, I get it. I get from that intro deal and what happened. I could go with it. But I could tell something was not really being spelled out fully there. That must mm-hmm. have been some other place. So you have now filled in the blanks for me and I'll have to go back and read that. But other than that, you get a pretty good idea. Now, I, I don't know that this, this is another one of these number ones that I, I enjoyed. Uh, I don't know how much you enjoyed it, Aaron. Uh, Brandon didn't read it because he passed out. <laughs> but, um, it's, it felt a lot like, all the number ones we're getting recently where it's a lot of recap, a lot of setting things up, and not as exciting as yeah. maybe I would have expected. It reminded me a lot of when I got on, and me and Brandon, I think it was, I don't know that you were on air in the time we talked about Ironheart. And people lost their minds oh, yeah. on me. No, uh, I, w- I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and people lost their minds about it because I was a little negative on it. But it wasn't that I don't like – I love Riri and I like the issue. I just thought that it wasn't as exciting a number one as I For thought it should be. For someone who's been reading, reading Ironheart from – a, yeah. a period before it was a lot of recap. Yeah, it was for, a lot of recap. For, and I for think new th- readers, though, it's more effective. Yeah, and I think that me going into this, I'm kind of a new reader with, with Superior Spider-Man. So I did like this. Again, though, you're kind of just getting background information. And my favorite parts were the beginning and the end. And, and the little bit with the night shift, too, was pretty cool. Um, but the idea of him being a professor, that sort of thing, it just... To me, it might have been a little bit played, overplayed, uh, you know, to get the, on the yeah, ground that, floor that's, going. That's about the only downside. I mean, it, it, it's really going in depth with trying to be the better Spider-Man, yeah, yeah. better Peter Parker, even though he's, he's what is Tolliver or whatever yeah. his name is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a horrible name. <laughs> it's it horrible is name. pretty bad, yes. But it looks like it suits his character, actually. Elliot, you know? Elliot he, Tolliver. He, he, yes. he looks like an Elliot Tolliver. He yeah, he does. Like, he looks like G-Eazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so wait, or, the, what's or a right winger. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so you, looks, looks like you start mouth. off, he's fighting mm-hmm. Stiltman. <laughs> and so it's it's crazy, but that is just there to kind of give you a little deal where he, you know, I'm the superior Spider-Man. You got to get out of here. Stop yeah, it, this Stilt is a Man. Lot, that's actually a lot like how the the tie-in to Spider-Geddon started off too with um, 
What was the name? Count Nefarious, yeah. wasn't it? Actually, I, did, I may have read that. Now that you he, mention he was, that, he was I wearing do a different that. Spider-Man outfit. He had that like that, that octopus kind of green chest. Yeah. Yeah. He thought he yeah. was yeah. Dr. Strange for a while there. Yeah, maybe yeah. I was just yeah. reading it, and because I didn't have any connection, it all just went on my mind, because I remember talking about that beginning. I, I yeah. remember me and Brandon even talking about yeah. it. Yeah, they give you a C-lister for him to battle, just yeah. to make him look like he's better than Spider-Man as he yeah. battles him. Yeah, The yeah. white and green suit Doc, yeah, because I remember uh, when he uh, basically told the guy that, uh, you know, don't come back to San Francisco because I'm better and I'll go the extra step and all that. So I do kind of remember that. But, yeah, he goes off from there, though, and, and even mentions like, hey, I got to go between these worlds here. And, and Peter, he was terrible at it. He was always losing his jobs and he wasn't doing the but, you know, but he's going to juggle both lives as he runs off then to Horizon University to give his big speech about how people should be better and how you could be superior and how, you know, science is an art and, you know, watch what everybody's doing. Even if they're stupid, you can learn something from stupidity as well. He goes into this whole deal. And while this and even says at the end, the big thing, the die is cast. And that is something that kind of throws Anna Maria off because she is watching. Yeah, she was already tipped off in that that one shot special, too. So So I'm glad it it pretty much touches on every single thing that that it left that left off on that one shot. Yeah. And that's basically really cool. And that's one of his biggest regrets is Anna Maria messing that whole thing up. And now uh, the the jig is up and gone because she realizes and she's like, what was that? The the die is cast. You know, why? Why did you say that? Oh, it's an expression. She's like, yeah, sure. And she doesn't it's such believe a, like 40 to 1960s way of supervillain yeah. talk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and she's already on to him. As as you get a background then, because he starts driving home and he has a big, you know, a background about how he had problems as a kid, yeah, his mom, dad. Flashback to his childhood. Yeah, you have all that leading to, you know, basically him saying, I got to be better. And like you said, too, it's very stressed in this whole issue of the idea of. I'm going to be superior, but I'm going to be a better guy. And I, I believe him. I, I actually, in this, I felt bad for him because it's almost like one of those things where it does finally seem like he's not just worried about being superior. He actually seems to want to make amends for everything that he's done as well. And now, again, most of my superior Spider-Man thing is from Spider-Geddon that we just finished. And, you know, he was still kind of a horse's butt in that as well. Uh, I like this, though. I like how he's saying that that's when you get the night shift where he goes and they're fighting off a colt. You have Digger and Dancing Macabre. And I I like that as well. I just, Mm. for me, jumping in. I had no idea who they were and what was yeah. going on. But by the end of that, I kind of got it. And it, to me, it's it seemed, there for lev- levity. Yeah. And to me, it seemed like it was also just there so that you can have this dancing who's that dancing. Made me super happy, though. Because, yeah. Because <laughs> that one is dancing. Not, not the dancing part, but then, you know, that was kind of hot. But yeah, the the. One shot left me going. I want more of these guys. Oh, I in love this Digger. Book. I think Digger's the the craziest thing and makes me laugh so much just because he is like I'm. I'm telling you, he's not a obviously. It's a different universe, but he he's very Batman sixty six, very campy, but yeah, announcing yeah, Solomon Grundy. I love how he announces everything. I think he's great. <laughs> I think he's like the breakout character in my mind. Also, dancing is dancing, and at the end, dancing is like, hey, uh, you know. 
you want to go out a, a little there, Spider-Man? <laughs> and he doesn't want to. He's like, listen, I'm your, your employer. And this goes back to the idea that he said he doesn't really have much of a personal life. And he kind of wants to keep it that way because he keeps messing things up. But he does still seem to love Anne-Marie. And that kind yeah, of goes. That's, that's never changed for Doc Ock. Yeah. He, he's, even when he was Peter, he's like been crushed that she found everything out and, and yeah. you know, it all came crashing down. Yeah, and that's day. where she ends up. The next scene's pretty much going off to, you know, the university again and, and she's figured it out and says, yeah, she confesses that she knows it's yeah, him. She's like, I know it's you. I'm calling the cops. You're going to be despite, you know, all these things. You're getting kicked out of the university. And he's like, he is pretty much trying to say, no, no, this is different, Anna. I promise you, I'm, I'm trying to make amends for everything, especially you. But then he always says stuff that pisses her off because, mm-hmm. he, you know, he like, I, I won't allow that. No, you won't mm-hmm. allow it, will you? Uh, but yeah, it ends up leading off to the living brain that she has ended up g- going and reprogramming, updating them where they have like kind of an attack type feel. But again, this yeah, is th- where this what that was what, uh, Otto's consciousness was in now, before he got this body and, and again living seeing brain. that you know that all this is going to do is make Otto love her more because she's <laughs> you know bringing that back and did she's like I even made the whirls and clicks uh, digitize so it still sound the same and he's like oh man you know and and he said I, I'll never hurt you I could never do that uh, but while this is going on, there's, you know, a bunch of, uh, commotion outside. They end up turning on TV and it seems that dark side has come to the <laughs> Marvel universe because yes. it definitely <laughs> looks that like him. Oh my God. It made me laugh. And <laughs> yes, it is dark side. It's Tarex the tamer who has come to tame you. And I thought that was pretty funny. And I, I'm I'm not sure where he was created. If it was before or after Dark Side, yeah. I want to say possibly it was after Kirby came back from DC. He oh, created so this character, good. but it could be before. So yeah. I mean, it's definitely a Kirby creation. Oh yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. It's so good uh, when it happens. And uh, yeah, he's gonna go off and fight it. And that's where Anna's like, yeah, this isn't over, you know. And that's you know, and I like this. I like the idea. This is kind of like one of those books. It's definitely like any sort of superhero that has that dual personality deal, you know, where you have your normal life and your superhero life. And I actually really like this because his personal life is just a disaster right Mm -hmm. now. So and he wants to be superior and all that stuff. So it's nice to see him kind of under the gun and, you know, not in his element. And that seems to be what's going on. I I liked it. But, yeah, I like I said, if you know now, as you're saying, if you read that one shot too this might be a little bit more you know recap than than you might like but i liked it i i actually liked it how about you Aaron? i didn't really feel like it was too much recap even with reading that one shot um it it, it took every re- bit of recap also touched on forward progression for each things that were left hanging from that one shot and spider getting yeah um I, I like how it's juxtaposed on uh, if you're reading Spider-Man, his relationship status is a lot better right now with personal relationships and Otto Octavius' yeah, relationship a, status is, is totally a disaster right now. Yeah. Um, the only thing I kind of miss is I still kind of want him back in that uh, Spider-Octopus outfit yeah, from the yeah, one shot. Cool. Uh, th- this is still – Mike Hawthorne's art is really good on this, yeah. though. 
he he makes the uh, the Spider-Man suit still look a little bit menacing. I like how the the spider emblem is bigger than Peter's spider emblem. You just to sh- yeah. you know show how much more superior he is. I'm assuming oh, yeah, bigger, bigger's and, better. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, this this definitely got me jazzed because I I'm sure. Uh, all the aspects from the one shot are kept in this and seems to be moving forward. So I even have more hopes right. that uh, it seems like right now is the fresh start point they wanted to yeah. start from. But it's it, funny it's too. There's even mention. It's even There's mentioned even in the mention, book. Fresh yeah. start. It, it made me <laughs> exactly. laugh. It made me go USOB. Yeah. Yes. Know? Yes. <laughs> but it's funny because me up until this point, I did kind of give up on the idea that we're in a fresh start. I thought that they had kind of ditched that. This week actually seems like this is like the fresh start week. It really does. Uh, and with months of reading Marvel. I kind of started seeing this coming where yeah. it was going to be the end of December or January before they really started, you know, not pulling their punches and giving the writers the time and attention they need to pull their stories yeah. together to yeah. make them great. I'm going nine on this. one. Yeah, I'm going eight, but uh, that's still I'm still I'll go eight five. We'll, we'll flip flop from the Fantastic yeah. <laughs> Four deal like we did because I went nine for that. Brandon, any comments as you flip through? Uh, you no, can... I mean, I, I like Superior Spider-Man. I'm sure I would probably be lower just based on everything I know about the character and, you know, <laughs> the Anna Maria Look stuff at him showing up, ground. Mr. Miserable. Mr. Miserable wakes up and shows up. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on board for this. All the right. art was also a little muddy, you know, to me. I wasn't No, I actually, yeah. I, I liked the art more as it went on. I actually was yeah. thrown off a little at, at the beginning. Yeah, and maybe it seemed I just, like the inking was a little Yeah, heavy, maybe but. I just wasn't, you know, into the style at first, but I did start liking it a little more by the time that it ended. But we're going to go on. We have two X-Books to go, and the next one is a new number one as well, X-Force number one. Uh, and this is part one of four, which kind of – I don't know why that threw yeah, me is off. Is this a miniseries? I, I don't think it is. I thought that – and because, I don't think it is either. Yeah, especially sure because be it would be a, a five-issue mini. That's what threw me off, just having that part one of four, which makes me think that maybe Ed Brisson is not on it. On, I, I don't know why they put that. You know, yeah. I just don't know. Because last time they did that, it was for uh... – Century. Century. And then, yeah, and then that ended. So it's very yeah. odd. It's uh, written by Ed Brisson. Brisson art by Di- Dylan Burnett. Problems. <laughs> Colorist. Dylan, 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 Dylan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Colorist Jesus or Jesus Abertov. And then you have a backup, also written by Ed Brisson, and art by uh, Hunan Ramirez. I, I'm just going to get on with this now. It's driving <laughs> me nuts already. Uh, the, the one thing that screwed me was that the the uh, credits page was in the back, yes, uh, which messed me up. The heck out yeah, of me. yeah it, it got me all all in a huff there. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to be just totally dark and more, uh, you know. A jerk here, but the Stanley tributes where it's two pages of just blackness when you yeah, get yeah, and the, the weird thing is, yeah, when I read it digitally and I'm I'm on my tablet, and I go, there's that one page that's just <laughs> black. Oh, What's like, going on? Right, I uh, mess with me every time. The, the problem is, is uh, actually on my old uh, my old. Uh, What's it called? Not iPad. My old uh, tablet. Uh, when things go wrong, that's what happens. It goes yeah. all black like that. And I, I keep thinking that I messed something up. But yeah, yeah, th- those will be gone soon. Though I will tell you, I like the covers, though. Uh, you know, the Stan Lee thing at the top, yeah, whatever. But I like the cleaner covers. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I actually like that. Uh, but 
this is, you know, a number one. You're jumping into this. I will tell you right now that, again, the art at the beginning, when I first started reading this, the art really, really threw me off. For some reason, I was not digging it. Now, I read it a couple times today, uh, getting ready for this. And the more I read it, I actually like the art a little yeah, I, more. I actually like this because the muddiness is more stylized yeah, than it, it was in Superior. It actually it just looks, looks like, yeah. I don't know, sometimes it, you spilled ink on the page in Superior. This yeah, week. they they went really heavy shadow yeah, in this yeah. first part. And and after you notice that and understand no. that's the direction they're going, I, I gave it a little, quite uh, a bit I'll of leeway, you, actually. I, I hated the way Domino looked, but that's fine. That that was one of my big... See, I didn't big, mind it. I, I didn't liked, like it. I liked all the characters. Even I uh, actually, what's his name? Night uh, or Tom, uh, Nighthawk, Tomahawk, right? I don't know what that uh, is. Night Wolf, isn't it? Or Night- something? <laughs> Warpath. I don't know. Warpath. Yeah. I just think that everybody, nobody. He's the silliest looking to yeah. me, but I even like him. Everybody's like yeah. really elongated in yeah. my mind. But again, once I got used to it, I didn't mind it as much, though I, I still don't like the way Domino looks. But yeah, you start off in Transia. And a mutant gets killed. A mutant gets pretty much murdered. And when we go through this, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we go through this, you find out Transia is actually a mutant, you know, haven. Uh, People would be mutants are able to go to Transia because they have made a deal that these weapons are from. And this is the whole tie-in deal. There's weapons that are going into Transia that are from the future, as long as Transia is a haven for mutants. And you see that the president of Transy has made this deal. The guy in charge, the general in charge of the army, does not like mutants, and he ends up taking advantage of a situation. And his face is like that because of a mutant. Yeah, you know, it has you know to be. It has did to any, be. Did anybody experience that this being like a, a lot of the mutant books are always like focusing on the mutant hatred, yeah. but this is the first time in a long time I felt like... It, for some reason, this kind of felt a little fresher. Yeah, I, I actually you know like it. I was actually going to say that by the end. I even though this is kind of an X Men tropey book in the way it wraps up in its conclusion, it the way it's done all the way up into that point, I don't hate it. You know I actually think yeah. that the reason why is One because you have liked li- you lately. have a guy in charge who is actually allowing the mutants to be there. The president is all for it now. Yes, he's doing it to kind of get his way as well getting these weapons here um but i like it because he's like we have a deal we made a deal with this guy we're getting these future weapons here you have to be nicer to the mutants this this general wants no parts of that now i'm telling you i read this a couple times and the more times i read it i actually appreciate it more because knowing going in you know from the very beginning there's a couple things that are kind of thrown in there but then if you read it again knowing you know what young cable's doing knowing what everything's going on it makes more sense here uh because cable is going to transia to find out why they have these weapons these weapons Mm -hmm. have been brought from the future from his future transia ended up having them and and he wants to know why. So he's kind of on an undercover mission with Deathlock to find out what's going on. <laughs> I love Deathlock. Things have in gone wrong book. for yeah. Deathlock. And, and while this that. is going on, you have you have young Cable and Deathlock involved in this kind of, you know, 
underhanded underground type investigation while you have the X-Force trying to figure out, or at least what will be, they're trying to figure out what is going on and why Young Cable is doing this. At yeah, the end, tracking, tracking down Young Cable. Yeah, they're looking for Young Cable, who in their mind at this point, they, they think that he's completely bad. And they end up going... Because he killed Old Cable. Yeah, Old Cable. Yeah. And they, they end up going and talking to these mutant haters, these, you know, you damn mutants, I'm going to kill you. They end up they, beating they them up. They pull a Hawkeye and Dead Man Logan on him yeah, and just yeah. beat the crap out of him. They beat the crap out of him and then show him <laughs> a picture and say, do you know this guy? And it's Young Cable. And like, yeah, yeah, he wanted guns. You know, that's all he's about. So they're trying to figure out this whole deal. And Domino knows and says, I've been to this Young Cable's, you know, his little hideout. He does not need guns. This guy <laughs> is all – he has every gun ever made. He's so, all guns all the yeah, time. So yeah. something is going on. Let's And they're like, oh, he went to Transia to get these guns. He had to go there, left a couple days ago. So they're like, well, looks like we're going to Transia. And they head off there. And as this is going on, that's where you're introduced to this president, the general. You see the general has already had people earlier kill He's that mutant burn kid. victim. He's a burn victim. He hates mutants. Like you Eric said, I'm Shea's sure. Yeah, I'm sure. It looks a little like Eric. And I'm sure that uh, <laughs> I'm sure a mutant did that as well, like you said. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. That's where you switch then to this lab, uh, a research department in the transient science uh, building. And you have young Cable, who I really like the progression, too. You see this dead body just bloodied at the end of the hall as he yeah. walks towards and he uses the swipe yeah. card that's all bloody and goes in. just And he is all business. And he, he's in a cloak. You see his arm. He just shoots, shoots first, the scientist. Yeah. Later, and yeah. I, I love the look where it's just the hood, it's darkness, and you see that one eye. It's so cool. Well, this this mm-hmm. guy's head in the bottom left panel is oh, just Oh, yeah, it's just blown. blown. I mean, there are, there's blood and gore galore in this yeah, because then I he like goes, Deathlock is taken apart, <laughs> and Deathlock is there, and basically the serial killer human part of him is taken over because he explains that when he's not fully integrated, he has problems, and he is <laughs> yelling to everybody that he wants to eat their face i mean even yelling to young cable young cable's like listen just shut up i'm gonna put you back <laughs> and, and then he he ends Wears up in the, as a backpack uh, it's so good and it i know that brandon not a big star wars fan but it's definitely like chewbacca and c3po with, yeah. with, with deathlock <laughs> on the back deathlock shooting one way cable shooting the other they are just murdering everybody here as domino and the team come in and i i even like the progression here where they're like hey uh where should we look first and there's this huge explosion, explosion. i think <laughs> we'll start there and you end up that they actually end up saving you know deathlock and young cables bacon but with that they want to know what's going on like well, you know why are you doing this why are you here and that's where young cable does say listen they have weapons so why would this you know little country be able to have these weapons they're from my time Something's going on. I'm trying to figure it out. And old Deathlock here ruined it by getting captured. And even still then, <laughs> Deathlock's still yelling at people that he's going to eat their fingers. And he's yeah. screaming and yelling. Uh, but that's where you see that this general of uh, Transia is a pretty bad butt where he goes yeah. into the 
he goes into the president's office and is like, hey, uh, president, you know, you got to get out of here. We got to get you safe because there's mutants there everywhere, like right here. And I thought actually that he was reviewing. He was I a thought mutant. he was saying he was a mutant. That's what I too. thought. And yeah, he ends too. up just shooting a hole right through it's the president's head and then runs out yeah. and says, did you see that mutant that just came by? Oh, no, they killed the president. This is where he can have a coup. He's going to take yep. over. It's military rule now because mutants had killed the president. Now it's a way for him to say martial law. The mutants are done, and we're going to kill every mutant in this country. Uh, while this is going on, you do have the team, the X-Force team, back at their base. They're putting together Deathlock and explaining the whole deal of, hey, you know, the, these weapons, we got to find out what's going on. And that's where they see that they've been set up pretty much to be the murderers of the president, all the stuff. And now there's martial law. They see that. And I'm guessing they're going to be heading back to Transia to stop things. Now, you do have a backup with Boom Boom. Uh, that's that's boom OK. Boom is me today. Yeah, 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 boom, boom. It shows it, it's, up late. <laughs> it's an okay because even at one point where at the very beginning when they're trying to get the info from those terrorists or, you know, the murderers, the, the, uh, people, the anti-mutants, uh, yeah. they're like, I thought we had this whole place covered. Like, weren't we supposed, ah, boom, boom's late. And then you yep. see at the end that she was late because she got up late, ended up missing them, ended up blowing up that entire place, including that guy <laughs> who gave him the info. Uh, yep. But, yeah, it's okay. But the the main story was where it's at. And yeah, I related it, to this story today. A, yeah. a little extra when I woke up after joining you guys. Uh, yeah, after yeah. The wedding yeah and, I, uh, I, I liked that little additive part just because it, it goes to show you that Boom Boom is still going to be a yeah, part of this. Yeah, and, yeah, and which, it, which you definitely need. It to, was a kind know. of a funny thing to kind of tie in and yeah, yeah I, I'll tell you right now there are a bunch of characters in this that I'm not very familiar with and I still love this issue it reminds yep. me of like this is now in this one issue now we'll see how it goes forward this is now kind of seems like it, it's able to take the place of Cosmic Ghost Rider for me of a yeah. book that I really like and have some fun with and yeah and uh, I'll tell you I don't know how anybody else feels I actually love Young Cable. I think he's cool. I do too. Yeah, I, I don't know why. It seems like something that people would really. Maybe I'm becoming really... an X Men fan again. Yeah. I, I like it's... more than Wolverine now. I'm sure like that Young yeah, Cable I'm sure team. that Young Cable probably has a lot of people's panties up in a bunch and probably yelling and screaming at me because I, I really think, didn't have much I, of a I connection. I actually don't think that, that they're going to have too much problem with people's panties going to yeah, be up yeah. in a bunch over Cable because I mean he he his his series wasn't selling yeah, very well. I heard well. it was bad. It didn't get good till the. The last group of okay. writers came on. From I'm just my saying understanding, in general, I didn't I, read it. Either. And here's the problem: but, is, and he's ti he's a time traveler. Yeah. So I mean, him being young, him being a brother, and have no, I love uh, it. Strife, I think it's cool. You know, I mean, it 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 it's something that's part of his character. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm telling you, lead role with. I think that you are uh, giving the people whose panties get up in a bunch a little too much, much credit, credit <laughs> because most of the people with True. panties up in their uh, you know their much. bits. I've never read any of the issues. They just get mad when they see Young Cable. So I'm sure there's got to be somebody out there. Plus, this team, uh, you know, has Domino. I like the team. And so, I uh, don't even know Shatterstar, that much Cannonball. of the team yet. So I was sold with uh, all. You, all I needed is crazy serial killer Deathlock. Deathlock yeah. That's I mean, what got that, me. It really got I, me. I didn't, I didn't even know Deathlock was going to be on the team, honestly. 
Yeah, yeah. This was a total surprise to me. I love the X-Force. I grew up reading the X-Force. I have a very large run of X-Force comics downstairs that I read from time to time. No. This this was definitely my book all the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I really and, enjoyed and, it. And that's, that Sins of the Past Part 1 of 4 that says at the back, yeah. I'm just going to assume that's the arc. Yeah, I would think it's just weird because we don't see century. that much. We <laughs> yeah. don't get no. we don't see them label that like that that much. I, so I, I'm just kind of assuming. I'm just yeah. Oh, I am too because it doesn't seem if if it was part one of five, then I'd really be worried. I just yeah, wonder I if maybe Ed Brisson is going to be off it at some point and somebody else will fill in. F. I I don't know why they this they mention an it. oversized one issue though. Maybe they just juiced the page count with a. I hope not one. because I think this is really good and a lot I of fun. I liked it a lot too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what is your score, Aaron? Uh, I'm at a nine five. This is I my book too. of the week yep. because uh, I I love the fact that. Ed Brisson, he his he excels at doing like the eighties action kind yeah. of style comics. I always have fun when he he's able to lean into that a little bit more. And this is definitely a book that's set says eighties action yeah, all the way. Uh, and the art is is a little different than most uh, house styles. It, like yeah, you it said, is. with the elongated faces, the darker inks during the nighttime. I got used to it by the end. You I'll get tell used you. to it. it yeah. it's, it's a little stylized, not too heavily stylized. So I, I am all aboard with that kind of art. Um, the the story was fun, action heavy. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't really have a single problem with this book no, whatsoever. Like I said, I, it was more Domino that I had problems with. The other characters I thought really, really worked well with that elongated style. I just, for some reason, Domino's really, really skinny face kind of threw me off. You've been reading too much Gail Simone's Domino. Yeah, I think and that's sexy what time. it is. I actually think that's what it is. Uh, I but, stopped yeah. reading that Domino, so I didn't know. Yeah, have yeah. That I, it at just all. everybody else though looked great. And Deathlock is, is again, every book needs that like, breakout character that you have a lot of fun with. There it Deathlock, is. Deathlock, it, Deathlock is, is easily. Need- he needs a breakout moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's he is so a very good. great character. Yeah. I, I, I like reading some old Deathlock comics, but uh, he doesn't really get very much time to shine. And for him to be no. uh, flipping back from his cyborg-controlled self so to good. his psychopathic so funny. was just so funny. Yeah. And, and, and actually, here's the deal, too, before Brandon gives his score, which I predict will be a nine. But with the whole thing with Deathlock is – that is such a great way that Ed Brisson does to give people an idea. I don't know much Deathlock. So yeah. with this little joke in this, it actually is that it's one of the best bits of recap that I've read in a long time because it gave me, now I know the character in a way that was hilarious and fun and didn't put, it didn't stop the issue at all. It actually helped it and move forward and stuff like that. So just having with that, I thought that was great. But Brandon, what are you giving it? Yeah, you, you figured my scoring pattern out. I think yeah. I got, I'm going flat nine. Uh, with I knew it. it. I did. I did like the art, and I really like the story. Uh, for an X Men book that I was really dreading to yeah, coming in, I actually was too. But I enjoyed it so much more than I expected. Uh, and, so and that was pleasantly. It was funny because surprised. last week when we were talking about what was coming out, we were like, "Is X Force coming out?" We didn't even know. We were like, "I don't yeah, know," whatever, no. because we didn't that was really the care. One I kept forgetting. I yeah, think. and it's one of my favorites uh, yeah. in the past, you know, bunch of since we started the podcast. And now, yeah. again, it's the first issue. Things can go wrong, but things can go right. Yeah, as between well. this, uh, Deadman. 
Batman, Logan, and this book. I, I like the last yeah. couple, with the exception of Uncanny, I'm not enjoying much. But, um, um, yeah. you know, the last couple X-Men books that yeah. have dropped, I've enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was Extermination, too. too yeah, yeah I like that. Uh, here yeah. we go, though. Because we're going to finish up with Uncanny X-Men number seven. <laughs> X-Man, a.k.a. Nate Gray, is dying in his last Jesus. days. He is determined to use his omnipotent mutant powers to bring about world peace by any means necessary, leaving behind an ecological and sociological paradise. Finding X-Men's methods too destructive, the X-Men respond with force, but were quickly overpowered and subdued. Teenage X recruits Armor, Glob, Rockslide, and Pixie, all which are Brandon's favorites, were even eager to oppose X-Men in their own way and banded with Legion and near omnipotent mutant. Uh, omnipotent is the word of the week in the, this recap, yep. who tried to warn the X-Men at an earlier junction. Armor appealed to X-Men, but Legion intervened and banished them all to the Age of Apocalypse. And this is written by Matthew Rosenberg, Kelly Thompson, and Ed Brisson. We can guess who's on which one. Uh, the art by Perry uh, Perez, Rachel Rosenberg on colors and BC's Joe Carmagna on letters. And this is a weird one because I like it to the point where it seems like it's actually doing something on its own. A mm-hmm. lot of the other issues seem to be a greatest hits. Now, yeah, they're in the, you know, apocalypse world, but yeah, we're, we're learning a little of the other characters, but by the end, it's a lot of yakety yak, a lot of standing around, a lot of fighting each other. You have that weird time displacement where we ended last issue. It's months months, months have know. gone by. Yeah, months have gone by, and I or actually longer. They're not even quite. Yeah, sure, at one point X Man even says that it could be years, and so yep. I get the idea that it might be one of those where in this pocket deal with Apocalypse deal, uh, you know, you could be in there seven years, and it's only seven minutes in the regular deal. I, I fully yeah. expect that. I like the idea that Glob in here is actually useful, and he likes that. I know. That. He's the one character I actually like in this issue. <laughs> yeah, but with this, I think that there's some really bad transitions from scene to scene where you go from one team to the other uh, very abruptly. Uh, yeah, you can pick it up as you go, but some of the times you're just like, okay, what's going on? And my problem is I don't really know these characters that well, so when it comes to know how down, they've changed that's right? what i'm saying when yeah when yeah. it comes down to the idea of say pixie doing this and that at the end i didn't know them well enough to really see okay that's really going against her or that's not like yeah, her pick, pixie and what is it block or yeah rock yeah or rock, whatever. Slide. Rock, rock slide rock slide yeah those are the two characters i know the least about it seems like the the two characters that the x-men books have focused the yeah, least yeah, on yeah in, in, many you know months has gone by so i i I had no real connection to them either but this actually was probably the the best received by me uh of x-men issue just because they didn't involve any of the regular x-men at all well this is the thing this is where i'm with you and not i I just and you kind of mentioned both ways I want to know these new characters. Now, I'm worried that maybe they're just going to die anyway to get to the series or whatever. But it seems like they are going to save the day anyway. But I need to know more about them. And to have them in this months later apocalypse thing, you kind of – powers. Yeah. You kind of learn about them. But I don't learn enough about what they really are like to go into this. And it did seem like Brandon kind of was hinting at with the idea of maybe they thought we knew them better to know this change and things like that. Now, Glob works out great because yeah. we've seen a lot of Glob. He's and Glob, useless, and, and now he's, he's useless. useful. 
<laughs> and yeah. so he's got, you know, he's got a little big head. He like he they likes all to seem fight. a lot older in this issue. But even too. at the point where, do you know a lot about Rock Slide? Are you a big Rock Slide fan? When I the, just imagine he's Colossus of Rocks. Yeah, well, Glob and Armor are pretty much the only two I really know of this group of younger. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I yeah, only know Glob. <laughs> well, even like that, him. where they they go and you, you're going back and forth, and what it is is that Pixie. And Rockside, they're trying to find Armor and uh, Glob, who have X Men, and they're yeah, they want to kill the X Men. Yeah, they want to kill X Men. They're the uh, Nathan, and yeah, Nathan, and you have Gar. Uh, freaking, I keep forgetting. Glob you have and Glob Armor. and Armor heading <laughs> off where X Men says they're going to be able to find this crystal to get them. And back. he's useless currently. He he, he can do nothing. And yeah, and that's the big thing. The big thing of this is, do you use X Men? To get back to your own world where when he goes with you, he'll be all powerful and be able to destroy the world like he was trying to before. Or do you kill him in this, you know, Age of Apocalypse world? That's that's, that's the part that was kind of messing with my head, though, because I could have swore X-Man Nathan was the one that fixed the Age of Apocalypse apocalypse world or had he had powers in the age of apocalypse yeah they could use it seems so as if him once being they back sent here him and back, not having no power it seems it's, what's weird is when they sent him back it did something to take away his pet there's a lot of this is the problem and i think the problem with this issue its main problem is it jumps in this whole deal where nothing was explained yeah, and now we're just, just different in. Yeah, yeah, it's just different it starts you off different and you're catching up you're trying to get your feet under you so all these you know, four X-Men we don't yeah. know much about have different powers. Nate now, Gray is different from the, the six inches and, we've and read where, previously. Where I have the biggest problem of this issue, though, by the end, because basically, I mean, it's the two teams fighting each other to yes. see if we're going to kill That's X-Men or let them. Yeah. And what happened last issue was X-Men Nate was going on and on and then ended up being talked to say, hey, you know, you should stop. You know what? I think I will. Like everything came down to yeah. Arm, Armor asked him, "Why are, why you, are doing you doing this?" this? And now <laughs> the thing is, it kind of repeats in this where yeah. Pixie then says to Armor, "says Hey, uh, you know, we kind of have to kill him now when we can." She has to have known this the whole time. Yes. They're they're going through months, maybe years, like they say. She has to have thought this at one him, point, yeah. and then all of a sudden, just like. You know what? Nope, gotta kill you. Oh my. And, and then that just changes. <laughs> now the other thing that I didn't quite understand fully was the idea that Rockslide and Glob, they're fighting and like, hey, Rockslide's like, you can't beat me. I'm invulnerable. And, and the club's like, yeah, I know. That's the problem. Most people think that, but now you're going to eat me. I'm like, I, I don't, yeah, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I, I don't fist, know what you're talking him. about. Yeah, he just puts his I'm fist like, oh, in his mouth. I was I was talk about fist. I was expecting him to do like the, uh, what's that, Ghost Rider penance stare yeah, or yeah, something I, like I, that. I, I'm him, telling but then you. He just stuffs his fist he down his throat. He stuffs his fist down his throat <laughs> and makes it so, seem like that's something. That it should mean something. He's going to drown him with He's going to drown him? But why is that like, huh, that, you know, that's the mistake everyone makes when fighting you, Santo, but not, I'm not everyone, so how about you eat me? Eat me. I don't get it. Rock has a hole in his chest the whole time he's fighting. So uh, He's molten fire in there. (laughs) Putting his fist down his throat. Yeah, what is that going to do? Yeah, I don't know. And and then you have armor come over and like, 
Stop. Okay. I'm yeah. sorry, Santo. <laughs> what is going on? But I yeah, you end it with basically Pixie telling Armor. And the, the other big thing. It the, felt the like weird... an X-Men book written with bad actors. Yeah, and the, the weirdest in, in thing was you have and, – and really you, you start off with almost like what appeared – almost like a Dead Man Logan type thing where they're going through the wasteland, even like the Logan movie even if you want to go – where they they have X-Men. They're taking them. They want to get this crystal. When they get to the crystal, it, it's bull crap. It doesn't yeah, work. It's, it's been nonsense. drained. So that's not going to work. But the, the, the turning point was when Pixie says to, to Armor, hey, you know what? You're a better soldier than that. And Armor just drops to her knees and goes, are we at war? What? what you, like, I, I don't know. What are you talking about? You're in an apocalyptic You've world. Been fighting You've been them fighting for everybody for years. And and she's like, are we at war? I can't believe you even doubt it. And that's what changes her. She goes so, over to, to Nate and's like, yeah, sorry about this, but it looks like you're gonna have to die. I'm like, well, what happened? What what happened? The only the only thing I can think of is that uh, what's his name with the tall hair? I can't. Uh, uh, Legion. Was, Legion. Yeah, Legion. Legion sent them here. Yeah. So maybe she figured out Legion is Nate. Or something. I, do, I don't know. Legion, Legion disappeared yeah. when they I got sent here, know. and he was the one that touched Nate's head. Yeah. That made yeah, this I, whole timeline. Yeah, th- uh, so none of it I, makes sense. It feels like a giant issue is missing. We, yeah, and we've it read really it does. It really feels like, and it's not just the time jump. The time no. jump's fine, and and really, if you're gonna do that, please start off with three months later four months it just let us know and then well, have- i have a problem when you do a time jump in a week a series you're you're putting we- out weekly. yeah weekly yeah like why why then weekly. Do a weekly series i don't understand it if the point is to just keep us hooked and and i would be off this series and, and what here's here's the thing too is you know if we want to get down to the whole deal is usually when you have this time jump it would be after the rules are set in that universe. And this wasn't. They just got there at the end of last yeah. issue. And went, oh, my God, the apocalypse, the age of apocalypse. And then you make a time jump without us ever knowing. We only saw them standing around, and we were talking about, oh, look, Flexing. their powers. Yeah, they uh, look, they're all on fire is what Brandon said, basically. <laughs> and yeah. so we don't know what's going on. And, we, you know, y- you get it through this that they had a disagreement. Uh, but even that where you had, you know, Rockslide and Pixie seem to keep finding them and getting their butts kicked. But who knows? Who really yeah, knows? They, but they get a bunch of people at the one point to come out and fight them. And they're it, definitely expecting you, dude. To just hold on yeah. to the very last yeah, moment because yeah. it's seven issues and we still have no idea no. of what the heck has been no. going on and, since and issue one. And I don't one. know if I care is my yeah. biggest thing. And, and really, this is getting me so angry because yeah. we just had three issues of books that we loved and this one ruins it. We could have had the most positive <laughs> I saved podcast it for last. I I've saved ever it for last been. Because yeah. I knew it was going yeah, to. I, I'm telling you, I could oh, have. See, I read this one first to uh, get it out of the way. I should have. I should maybe I wouldn't have fell asleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's it's not good. I actually, when we started, when we started it up, and just the very beginning, I thought, okay, you know what? Maybe this is when it turns. Maybe we're going to learn more about these characters I don't know much about, and we're going to get rid of the, hey, this is the X book that's all the tropes that you've ever read in any cliche of all the X books, which you'd kind of get that 
but I don't get anything else. I, I want to know about what's going on and, and it's just nonsense. But what, what do you give it, Brandon? I'm going to go flat six. I gave the last couple issues fours and I like this better than those. Even the art as well, you know, a little better yeah, than yeah, the I like previous the couple issues, but you know, it's just not enough to keep me interested and invested in anything that's happening. Like, I don't know. Things just happen because time moved forward and, no. and we don't know why, um, uh, yeah. you know, the disagreement stemmed from in the first place, other than some people want to kill him, some people don't, and why he doesn't have powers. All this is just, well, there's too many questions every time yeah. we finish an issue and nothing. And more questions answer. by the time yeah. you end it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, uh, yeah just flat six. I'll even go like that. One point is kind of how this whole series has been is when that goblin guy shows up and he shows up where, uh, uh, with, uh, Rockslide and Pixie. And the transition was really odd because right before you only saw, uh, Armor and Glob, all of a sudden this mm-hmm. guy shows up and he's like, Hey, I got some information, but you have to pay. And Rockslide just grabs him like, We don't have money. Okay. I'll tell you anyway. And that's <laughs> yeah. how all of this is. That's how it all has been. And it that, happens because it, it has to. It happens because it has to. And so because of that, I'm giving it a 5.5, though I really did like the art and I yeah. want to know more about too. these new characters i'm sure that we're in the minority i think that most people want them dead so that we can just get like you know we'll get wolverine and cyclops and stuff like that down the line but i i want to know about pretty high scores so far on on the roundup and stuff it's very weird i don't know why how people are enjoying this yeah yeah, (laughs) i'm not at all yeah I, i i agree with you guys uh this is probably my favorite issue of the seven. It's one so of my far. favorites too. And, 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 and I think that's only because of the narrowing of scope. Yeah. You only, you only have to deal with these four char- five characters. I mean, the X-Man and the four, uh, kid X-Men. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you don't really get very much forward progression. If not, you, you actually technically take a step back because now we're in a whole different reality that we didn't know before. And that just leads to more questions. Now these people all have different powers that we didn't know of before. Yeah. Now they all have uh, aged personalities because they've been here a year or a month or who knows. They just seem older now because they've had to make some more terrible decisions. That, and that we never got to see. We no, didn't yeah. get to see these two – these four people have a battle and break yeah, or and grow then, apart right yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and now, just there they were already their forward progression before this story was they were growing apart from x-men so it almost seems like they're trying to you know form their own team at one point but then they get thrown in here and now yeah. their team is totally dismantled so it's actually a reverse forward progression yeah, I I don't understand why X Man, if this is the Age of Apocalypse timeline, why he has no powers? Because I could have swore he had a, a massive powers. And, and in unless the Age of they explain story. it post, you know, getting uh, out of there, it'll be know. written off as just like Legion did it. That's yeah. why. Yeah, I could have swore that the Age of Apocalypse world was completely wiped off the map by the end of Age of Apocalypse two. So it. it, it yeah, it, the Legion equation totally rule, runs the story right now, and I'm at. I was thinking like a seven because I was pretty positive from the last of the books, but after talking to you guys, I'm going to go flat six too. Yeah, yeah, I'm the low guy, and, and it's still like you said, it's one of my you favorite have issues. Connect, you have less connection to any. Yeah, of these I don't characters. have any of the. Yeah, and I, so, I want to know what's I, going I, I on. But you yeah, to be lower than us. How, I, I actually how dare you? Have, <laughs> I, I read Morrison's run where these character, these younger characters first made their appearance. Yeah. 
And I've read uh, subsequent uh, other stories like Old Man Logan. He goes back to Glob a lot. Armor's involved with Old Man Logan a lot. So I have some connection to Glob and Armor. But I still, I mean, Rock Slide, I I can't even remember his name. He's he's (laughs) the thing. He's a younger thing, basically. thing. Thing Thing in Colossus had a baby. Yeah. I, I was I was thinking that the the pixie girl was was uh, blink for a minute there the way her powers was going on yeah, uh, yeah. she's the one I I can never remember her yeah name. blink is got wings is pretty much what it seems like was going mm. on there, well, there so we go. yeah uh, I, I'm not really thrilled I'm very disappointed in the way this X Men Uncanny X Men has gone so far and I'm a big fan of all three of these writers in most of their books yeah so uh, yeah. There I'm you not go. looking forward to the next no, issue. <laughs> no, well, we'll get it next week. So, uh, yeah. But that is it. I think that we have a unanimous book of the week. Uh, what would that be, Aaron? X-Factor. Yeah, yeah. That, that is easily the best book of the week. Or is that uh, X-Force? X-Force. Like <laughs> X-Factor. No, X- it's the bugs. <laughs> yes, X-Force number one. So, yeah, and pretty much a positive week. Only four. Well, there were there were four main books that came out and then a double-sized uh one of those uh, digital firsts that came out, uh, what was it? I, I forget what it was. It was uh, something came out that was uh, one of those double things. And it must have been uh, uh, Luke Cage, I'm yeah, guessing. No, no, it was, um, it was Cloak and Dagger. Is oh, what Cloak it was. and Dagger. Yeah, yeah Cloak I and Dagger came out. I read I, the first couple issues of that. And then yeah. It, it, it's Dennis Hopeless, I'm pretty sure, on that, and, and it's decent. But, I, was, I was looking forward to, actually, I was going to read it only because I've been reading The Runaways, and they showed up uh, during that first round of The Runaways to try to help out The Runaways, and then really didn't help them, but I uh, kind of got a little bit of a itch to read some Cloak and Dagger from that, so maybe I'll check that it, out. It's decent, and Dennis Hopeless is a good writer, so yeah. I mean... It, it, it just wasn't capturing me enough to keep up no. because I didn't, I don't picture Cloak and Dagger really being much of a factor no, right now. No, and then there's a lot of other books coming out. But yeah. well, that is it for this week. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you in a couple days. And a mouse keep running, running, and 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 running,